Hey everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft from PodcastAnswerMan.com and you are listening to my friend Brian Holmes and the Strategic Leader Podcast. Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. It is episode number 147 of the Strategic Leader Podcast, and I'm glad you're here with us. Hey, we're gathering leaders from all over the globe, and we are focusing on personal and leadership impact. Today, we're going to talk about something that I believe is so important to who we are, and I want to share with you that being different is underrated, and why embracing your uniqueness is the key to your leadership influence. For a little bit today, being different is underrated. Well, my name is Brian Holmes, and I am different, and I'm proud to say that I'm different. You know, fitting in, being accepted, even being understood going along to get along, political correctness, yada, 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 all those things, they're just, they're just overrated. And being different is underrated. See, all those things I mentioned, fitting in, being accepted, being understood, going along to get along, those things are, are presented to us every day as if they're a virtue. And we're constantly receiving input that conditions us to want to accomplish fitting in, being accepted, being understood. We are constantly comparing ourselves with everyone else, measuring our worth, our value against other people, measuring our uniqueness against the sameness of this collective that's out there. It's a disease. We are marketed every day on the radio, on television, everywhere. We're marketed into oblivion. We are told every day a thousand times through various inputs that we are all supposed to achieve sameness, uniformity. Be like Mike. How about you be like you? We're, we're under pressure by pop culture to dress a certain way, to think a certain way, to live and to be like everybody else. Whatever happened to being the unique expression of who God himself designed you to be? Now today I'm going to get pretty deep down and nasty. I'm going to challenge your socks off. If you're not wearing socks, you're going to lose your shoes, okay? I want to submit to you that being different is underrated. And I want to talk to you about why embracing your unique gifts, your unique talents, your unique design is actually the key to you becoming the leader that God has made you to be. You know, from the time that we're very young, there is 
this subtle pressure to fit in, to conform, or shall we say to be normal. What is normal anyway? Gosh, I don't want to be normal. Yet, when we extend ourselves beyond the parameters or the boundaries of what the masses consider normal or acceptable, you have to admit we feel this anxiety set in. We feel this this mental or emotional awareness that, wait a minute, something's wrong with me. I, I don't belong. I don't fit. Something is out of place. And And it's because deep on the inside, we have been conditioned to believe that whatever the the collective considers normal and acceptable for you is what God designed for you. In this context, uh, normal is probably best defined as follows. Normal is the way someone else has decided you should be. (laughs) Think about that for a second. You know, interestingly, the reason why we like to see similarities in other people is because it does give us a sense of belonging. It does give us some sense of, okay, there's compatibility between me and this person. Therefore, I belong. I I am accepted. I am acceptable. If you dress like me, then, well, I must have good fashion taste or if you eat at the same restaurants that my family eats at, then we must be onto something that is acceptable and embraceable by the, the general public. If you believe the same thing I do about politics, about life, about God, then by golly, we can be friends. But if you, if you have any differences in those areas, well, we just can't walk together. And listen, I understand there is a, there's great value and great continuity that comes when two people can walk together in like-mindedness, but I don't believe that means uniformity in the sense of everything being the same. In fact, I would challenge you that sameness can be our greatest enemy. Unity, presenting a unified front or standing together with someone is, is one thing. Uniformity actually squelches and squanders creativity, innovation. It, it actually keeps solutions quarantined and out of sight. Because here's the deal. It is our differences that make us valuable to each other. In fact, the great statesman Mike Murdoch says that honor is actually the appreciation of or the recognition of someone's differences. The greatest way you can express honor in your life is to be aware of and show deference to and show appreciation and respect for someone's difference. But think about it. In our relationships, we oftentimes, uh, whether consciously or unconsciously, put pressure on our friends, put pressure on our relationships to be convinced of our way of thinking, to be convinced of our opinions of certain things or to align themselves with our way of doing something because, after all, uh, the closer I can make you like me, the more you and I have a good chance of having a good relationship. I just think that's not a healthy thing. It is our uniqueness, which in my estimation is divine design, that makes us capable of adding value to other individuals. 
It is our uniqueness that gives us the power and the the impetus to make a difference. I want you to, to hear what I'm about to say. In fact, I'll warn you in advance. This is shareable. This is tweetable. How can one make a difference if all they have to offer is the same thing everybody else is offering? Think about it. You know, this pot of soup, this this gumbo needs this ingredient. And let's say it needs some paprika or some chili powder or whatever it is. And there's already salt in there. There's already pepper in there. So we reach for the salt or the pepper and we put more of the same thing we've already put in there in there thinking it's going to add to the recipe what is needed, but we're just adding the same thing into the recipe. Do you get what I'm saying? How can you make a difference if you're the same as everybody else? I, I just, in putting this episode together, I, I was considering this in my own regard, really. Uh, and I'm going to share in a future episode from a real heart level about some of the struggles I've had in my journey the last number of months. But here are some questions that I want you to consider as it relates to difference. Why are we compelled to pursue at all cost being accepted by other people? I think it's a worthy question. Why are other people's opinions of us more important than the pursuit of really discovering what your lane is and running confidently in that lane and being that person? Why Why is it so important? Why does the drive to please other people outweigh the drive to discover and to become the, the most pure expression of what you can be? Another way of putting it maybe is why do we need people to understand us? What is so special about being understood? <laughs> I want you to think about these questions. Why why are we afraid at times and when necessary just to stand alone? This is what I know. This is what I believe. This is what I I am I, convicted in my heart that my creator has compelled me to pursue, to do the path he has given me to take. And even when we're standing all by ourselves, as Celine Dion sings, why is it that we fear standing alone? How about this question? Why do we say yes when we should really be saying no? Hey, Brian, can you do this for me? Or would you mind... Uh, talking to this person or having this appointment or doing this deal, why do we say yes when the right answer in order to remain true to the path and to the thing and to the focus that we are supposed to be on, why why do we say yes when we should say no? Just a quick reference. Most of you on this podcast, if you've been around very long, have heard the story of the genesis of a seasonal journey for me. 2012 was a very important year to me because in 2012, I, I had a very personal, very powerful encounter that caused me to, to change my direction, to change my path, to, to actually uh, to, to make a pretty significant adjustment. Even though at the time it wasn't, it wasn't dramatic, but it was the genesis of what would ultimately be a dramatic change in my life. 
you know, I was headed at that time in the, in the same direction as many of my peers. I was living my life in many ways to, to please or to acquire uh, or to accommodate the, the perceptions, the, the opinions, and the desires of other people for me. But I was invited in 2012 by God to take a different path, and, and it was my path, my path. It, it was one he had designated for me. And when one chooses to take a different path than what you've been maybe walking for years, there are some dynamics that come into play. Uh, give you an example. This is a metaphor, just a, just a way to look at this. You're on a highway, lots of cars on the same highway. You've become comfortable with that highway. You know your way around that. You know where the speed traps are. You know where the traffic's going to be. You know kind of what to expect different times of the day on that particular highway. And somewhere along the way, you feel compelled or there's a reason why or you get a phone call and you need to take an exit ramp. And and that's what I did in 2012. I, I got off of the path that so many people were on and I exited that ramp or that highway and the new road that I found myself on it wasn't like some 90-degree or 180-degree turn. It was just a little three-degree deal off to the, to the right, to the east, so to speak here. It was a change of direction, but a subtle one at the, at the time. But here's the deal. Even though for a while that new path seems to be running parallel to the, the other highway, the longer that I was on this path, this new path, I realized that more and more distance was being created between me and all of those that were on the other path. So just in your mind, th- just if you were to put your hand straight out in front of you and they were parallel, now turn your right hand three degrees or so to the right and just watch and begin to push your arms away from yourself and see that, that it starts out parallel. It looks like it's comfortable because you can see that, okay, I can still see the path I was on. Uh, it, it's close enough. But the longer that time evolves the further you are away from the path you were on. Here's the challenge, is that the people you were doing life with, the people you were walking on that other path with, the people you were uh, doing that deal with, the further you get away, the less they understand where you are. They don't get why you took the exit ramp. They don't get why you stayed off the freeway. They don't understand because they're not on the same path you are. They, They haven't passed the same markers you have now. They're on one path passing certain markers and benchmarks. You're on a different path experiencing other things, meeting new people, having new revelations about who you are and where you're going and and discovering more about your potential because you're on a different path. And they're not having the same experience you are because they're not on your path. And here's the deal. Uh, If the truth be told, most people in our lives prefer that we stay on the path with them. Why? Because it decreases the contrast or the awareness between where they are and where you are headed. So as as I've walked this out now for a couple of years, several years, four years, I've come to understand that it's really not fair for me to expect someone who is not on the path that I'm on to understand me or to understand my journey. Do I desire for them to, to, to approve and to be to accept me and to be cheering me on and to be my in my corner. Of course, I would love that. We all would. 
But the reality is, is that what someone doesn't understand, they typically put that in a category or they label it in order to rationalize in their mind why it's okay for them to be where they are. And so many times, misunderstanding takes place. Why? Because if they've not experienced what I've experienced, then they have no reference point or understanding or revelation concerning who I am or who I'm becoming. They don't understand the destination where I'm headed. They don't, they don't even know that I've moved the, the goalpost. That I'm, I'm not even shooting for what they're shooting for anymore. I'm going for something different. They, they don't have that reference point. And so misunderstanding is the inevitable result of two people who are not headed in the same direction. There's going to be misunderstanding. I don't mean like a falling out relationally. I don't mean like a big fight, that kind of misunderstanding. I'm just saying misunderstanding is the inevitable result when you decide to go a different way. So what happens if I'm emotionally tethered to a relationship or to a person or to a mentor or to a a father figure or to a pastor or to a leader? What if I'm emotionally tethered to my job or my career? What if, what if I've said yes to this path, but what if there becomes more and more pressure as a result of the relational pressure, uh, of wanting to be understood, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be, to be cheered on? What if that pressure mounts in such a way that I begin to, to gravitate back toward finding my way back to the old path? Well, I've lived this, and I will tell you firsthand, the pressure is real. I have felt a sense of pressure to move back, to be more aligned or be more congruent with the the masses of people that I walked with and did life with for so long. And, And frankly, much of that had to do with my need, my personal need, even from a broken place of needing people's approval. So in, in doing so, though, if I move back toward the old path, what I do is I forfeit my uniqueness. I forfeit the possibilities. I, I, I give up on what God is leading me toward that I've never experienced for the sake of embracing again what I've known and experienced many times over. What really happens is I assume someone else is normal at the expense of my own fulfillment. Listen, being understood is overrated. Being misunderstood is underrated. Being normal is overrated. Being abnormal and unique is underrated. Being the same as everybody else is overrated. Being different is underrated. Real leaders are willing to embrace their uniqueness. And in doing so, they are able to separate themselves from the crowd, not for the sake of separation, but for the sake of realization of what it is they're capable of accomplishing in their life. Let me prove this to you. I want you to think about a leader that you respect, that you look up to, that you are deeply impressed with. And maybe it's not somebody you know personally. Maybe it's just somebody in the marketplace. Maybe it's a Bill Gates or a or a uh, Lee Iacocca, or maybe it's a, a political leader, or maybe it's uh, Steve Jobs, whoever it might be. Someone that you can say, my gosh, maybe it's a Winston Churchill. Maybe it's an Abraham Lincoln, someone you've studied in history. 
But when you think about that leader that you are just deeply impressed with the life they have lived or the life they're living presently, what makes them special in your eyes? Think about that. Process that. Write it down. Why do they stand out in your mind? What, what makes them so unique and special that they stand out? What separates them from the crowd? What qualities do you see in them? Whatever it is you deduce there and write out as the what makes them special and what makes them stand out, what qualities do you see in them? Whatever you scribe in answering those questions is going to lead you to understand that they have set themselves apart from the crowd because they have determined that different, being different, is underrated. Great leaders step away from the popular culture and they choose to forge their own path. Great leaders do not embrace or accept that what presently exists is the limit or the ceiling to their potential. They decide, okay, we've accomplished this to this point, but I believe we can do more. Therefore, I'm going to step outside of what is commonly accepted as being normal, and I'm going to to risk being abnormal long enough to where I can create, to where I can realize, to where I can invent, to, to where I can motivate a movement of people to move in a different direction. The, this kind of leader thinks different. They treat people differently. They have different ideas, different approaches to things. They challenge the status quo because they recognize that being different is underrated. And I promise you, when you think about the leaders that you're attracted to, that's the kind of leader we are, we're all attracted to. Yet, when it comes to our leadership potential, we tend to shrink back because we're scared of being misunderstood. We're scared of not being accepted. We're scared of being labeled as, man, you're freaking not normal. You're Something's wrong with you. You're crazy. Those kinds of pressures many times keep us from pursuing the abnormal, supernatural, above average, not status quo kind of a leader that we can be. I really believe it's that kind of leader that you're called to be. I know for me, I know for a fact that for me, I refuse to be normal. I refuse to be average and ordinary. I refuse to, to small up my capacity, my potential in order to fit in to anybody's agenda or their belief system. I, I must pursue a greater understanding of what the possibilities are. And from my grid, I must pursue a greater understanding of what God sees me being, sees me accomplishing, and sees me contributing through my leadership. Ladies and gentlemen, being different is underrated. And I want to challenge you today to embrace your uniqueness because it really is the key to your leadership influence. Well, I hope this episode has challenged you to think different, to be different, to embrace different, and to go after everything that you can be and to embrace the leadership potential that you really do have inside. Well, you can find the show notes for this episode, brianholmes.com forward slash 147. That's brianholmes.com 
forward slash 147. I encourage you to share this episode with your friends on social media. Let somebody know that they are, it's okay to be different and we and encourage them to be different and share with them what we're doing here at brianholmes.com. Well, to remind you again, if you've not subscribed or if you know someone else who has not subscribed to brianholmes.com and the various content we have there, uh, I want to just make you aware that we're offering the Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living online course. It is a $97 value course that I am giving to you for free as a gift. My heart, my willingness, my heart to serve you and to to help you to have the tools you need to become this leader we're talking about. If you want to go to brianholmes.com, top right-hand corner of the homepage there, really any page, you're going to find the link to access the Four Cornerstones or strategic living online course, a real baseline foundational teaching to what it is we do here at brianholmes.com. Well, closing thoughts. Uh, listen, fit in or stand out? That is the question. Go along to get along or break away from the masses and forge a new and innovative path for yourself, for your family, uh, for your career, for your business, for your ministry. You can do what everybody else is doing, and you can even do it well. But you're going to wind up with the same result everyone else has produced for many, many years. Be understood by everyone or make a significant impact on your generation because you are willing to pursue truth over being accepted. Average? Ordinary? Normal? Or... You can choose to be the leader who makes a massive difference in your world. I believe that is who you are. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.